business ownership is hard. Being a mom business owner makes it even more difficult. I connected today with Arya Lighty, who's a thought leader, trailblazer, and a business mentor for women. For almost a decade, Arya combined her diverse experience, creative ideas, wide range of connections, and unique perspectives to help women on the edge of change up-level in their businesses and their lives. And we're talking about what does a day of a successful mom business owner looks like? Join our conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sherbunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hi, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm excited for our guest today. We're talking about what a successful mom business owner's life looks like. And I'm welcoming Aria Lighty to the show. She's a thought leader, trailblazer, and a business mentor. She's the founder of Mob Nation, mom-owned businesses, an online community where moms who own businesses can connect, network, and learn from each other. Aria, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you as well. Really would love to, to get started and understand how did you really get this idea of starting this community? Because it sounds really awesome. I think in general, moms, women should rule the world, which they probably do already. <laughs> so, and also they should be, they should be, and they are awesome business owners. So I know like all of that together probably give you ideas to, <laughs> to create this community. So yeah. So please share your story. Tell us what Mob Nation is all about and what do you help women do? Yeah, definitely. So I founded the Mob Nation, which is a national alliance of mom-owned businesses. I founded that in 2012, actually. So before the whole like hashtag mom bass culture, you know, out there. So I had a brick and mortar business and I had a daughter that was going into kindergarten and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I just really wanted to find my people. And when I started going out into the networking world as a business owner, I didn't feel like it was super accessible to mom-owned businesses. I didn't feel like moms had a seat at the table at that time. And so I just kind of wanted to create something that was specifically for those that were balancing motherhood and business. And so we set out to create the Mob Nation. After working with hundreds of mom-owned businesses, we decided to take it to the next level and make it the Mob Alliance, Mob Nation Alliance, which is the paid membership version. It's kind of the hub for all things mom-owned businesses. So not just networking, but really everything that moms need to thrive. So the connection opportunities, the marketing on our directory, the, you know, those vulnerable conversations that you can't really have anyplace else and education referrals, all of that fun stuff put into one location because I think that we're all busy enough. We don't need to also be chasing down all of the different information. Like 
oh, what does, you know, Instagram change their algorithms again? Cool. Like, how am I going to learn this? It's kind of all in that one space. You don't have to hunt all of that down. I love that you have, you know, all of the resources in one place because, and I can relate to that so much being a business owner myself, there's just so many different elements to running a business and, you know, really have been successful at it. What I found, and I've been a business owner for eight years now, that the more you kind of go into the weeds of it, right, the bigger your team gets, the more clients you have, or the more products you sell, right? It doesn't really matter what type of business you're in, the harder it gets, <laughs> right? And so what I know you talk um, quite a bit and the coaching clients that you have, you talk quite a bit about mindset. You know, where do you incorporate that? And what are some of the mindset work you help your clients with? Oh, mindset is integrated into every piece of what I do. It's something that we discuss a lot in the Mob Nation, specifically around money mindset. And it's something that I have in my toolbox as a consultant because, you know, I can give my members, I can give my clients all of these tangible tools or all of these different resources, or I can connect them to the right people. But if they are, you know, they're not in the right mindset to grow, if they aren't in the right mindset to raise their prices or to, you know, go after high ticket items, then it's kind of pointless, right? So that's kind of like that starting point for us. And then, you know, within the Mob Nation, we're constantly bringing moms to the next level in their business. Like they're getting more sales, they're having to hire a team. And so with every single up level that I think that any of us go through in life and business, we kind of need to revisit those mindset tools again. You know, we need to tap into those tools that we have. We need to learn about kind of like the limiting beliefs that are going to pop up for us whenever we are going into the next up level. So it's just, it's a constant conversation and it's just weaved into pretty much every aspect of all of my businesses. Can you talk a little bit more about the tools? I know you mentioned limiting beliefs and it feels like sometimes, and I'm speaking from my personal experience, so I'm sure our listeners have their own. Sometimes you may not even realize, right? You may be running in circles and trying to figure something out and there's, you know, their solution that you're looking for is just like right, right side of your window and you're not seeing it. So, <laughs> and beliefs are you know, quite interesting, right? Because there are these ideas and, and thoughts that we have in our head and, you know, there's nothing else that's going to change them unless, right? And that's where I'm like interested to see how do you address those limiting beliefs? Yeah, well, the first step is to identify them. And so, you know, they come with, again, every time that you up level, you're, you'll hear those little like negative nagging beliefs. You'll have some fears around what will people think if I raise my prices? What will people think if I set this boundary? Those types of things. The most common limiting beliefs that I see, even though a lot of women think that they, you know, have a positive money mindset, like, of course I'd want to make money. You know, a lot of limiting beliefs that I see that's very common is that it has to be hard, like that you have to be like killing yourself all the time in order to be making money or that you can't make money off of something that is fun and easy or creative or something, you know, that just kind of comes natural to you. So it's important to identify what those beliefs are and where they stem from. So the money being hard to come by that, you know, they all the limiting beliefs come from childhood, but think about all the times from your childhood that that was kind of modeled to you, right? Like that's one of mine. So I can see it all the time played out when I was a kid, like seeing movies when I was little where, you know, the dad is making a lot of money, but he never makes it to the kids, you know, little league games. He's always just working like 
80 hours a week. And, you know, I watched my mom really struggle and we were very poor when I was growing up. So that kind of like set that limiting belief into play that money is hard to come by. Money is hard to earn. And if you are earning money, you're pretty much like sacrificing everything else. So the tools that I use is once you identify those, once you know where they come from is just starting to have those affirmations that apply specifically to your limiting beliefs. So mine are, you know, money is easy to come by. I am allowed to make money off of something that I enjoy. I am allowed to make money off of my zone of genius. It is safe for me to make money. I can take time off and still have money flow to me, those types of things. And it's also very important to remember that those limiting beliefs didn't come overnight. So they're not going to heal overnight. So it's not going to be a few affirmations and it's over. Like again, every time you up level, every time that those limiting beliefs start to creep in, you're going to need to have some of that work and that affirmation. And then also forgiveness. Forgiveness is a huge one. Like if you're still carrying around that resentment towards, you know, your past self that made some bad mistakes or, you know, your childhood or people that have done you wrong, then you're carrying that into every other situation that you're kind of going into. So being able to forgive the people that, you know, modeled that behavior or to forgive my mom for telling me that that's the truth about money that's going to be another key into healing a lot of those limiting beliefs and outdated money stories. You said something that I saw a post on LinkedIn. I follow Gary Vee. I don't know why on LinkedIn, but he's on my other social <laughs> media channels. Anyway, this was, I feel like on LinkedIn, he's more kind of focused on business and, you know, like the professional things, the, the other social media channels that he talks about all kinds of other topics. And he's big on sort of forgetting your past, especially if you haven't had a really great experience, right? And like really looking forward and onward with your life you know, whatever it is, whether it's in business, like if you've made mistakes, right, learn from the mistakes, but move on because there's definitely a tendency for a lot of us to kind of dwell in those, right, in those areas and say, oh my God, there's just like, I'm like the worst business owner or the worst mom or the worst wife. And it's just never going to change for me. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that negative self-talk and all of that kind of comes from, again, those unhealed wounds, you know, like if we're still carrying around the story of those mistakes that we made, I love to look at my mistakes as like, little lessons that I got from like life university. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Thank you. Like that made me a better person. That made me understand this a little bit more. That made me focus on what is important. That didn't work out, but it got me a little bit closer to what did, you know, and that helps me have forgiveness and grace for myself when I have those quote unquote stumbling blocks instead of bringing all those stories with me every time that I want to make like a big leap or, you know, launch a new project or something like that. Yeah. And also I want you to speak on this too, because you're, you are you know, a mom and, and a business owner. So like, there's definitely a lot of lessons learned in the whole journey of becoming a mom and, and raising kids. <laughs> so I, and I talk with parents about this, you know, with, with clients that I work one-on-one and here on a podcast and my guest. Because especially younger kids, or I mean, all kids all together, but you know, what they see as a model, right, is what kind of stems in their minds. And you talked about like those limiting beliefs or beliefs about life, right? Because they may not know anything different. So how, how did you find this work that you're doing on your mindset or particular around money helped you educate your daughter, you know, on these topics? Yeah, I think that it is important what you just said that they are watching us. And so I think a lot of our like generation and before our parents thought that they had to be martyrs for 
you know, their kids or their families. And a lot of us think that we have to be martyrs for our businesses. So it's important to remember that they are watching you and that they're going to model their behavior and model their life off of what they're seeing from you. So if they see you pouring into yourself and setting boundaries and loving yourself and putting yourself first, you get to kind of break that cycle of, you know, having to be the last on the list or, you know, I want my daughter that when she goes into business to go into business, making money for herself and, you know, setting boundaries and valuing her time and charging her worth. I want when my daughter, if she decides to go start a family, I want her to know how important putting herself first is not, you know, just doing everything for the family and then thinking of herself last. So it's just, it's constant conversations that I have with her and then also just modeling it by behavior, you know, pouring into myself, not feeling guilty when I do do something for myself or when I ask for help or when I outsource, she sees that I have a big team of help too, which is trying to model to her, you know, you don't have to do it on your own. You're allowed to ask for help. You're allowed to, you know, outsource to different people so that you can have like a happy lifestyle rather than, you know, our parents, we watched our parents do everything and be, you know, exhausted and only get that one vacation per year, even if they, you know, if they even got it at all. So I think it's just my actions day to day in putting myself first, setting the boundaries, loving myself and having those types of hard conversations with her when it pops up or when I learn something, you know, like, oh, I learned something from this and it, it didn't work out for me. And here's how I'm going to do it differently next time. Yeah, I love that. I know a lot of listeners out there can relate to how we see a model, right? That, you know, home we grew up in and, and you know, ideas about life. And even with like, with finances, I see this all the time, particularly like, you know, in if you have a couple sitting in front of you, one might be a spender, another might be a saver, right? And you wonder like, where does this all come from? It all comes from, you know, from your bringings. And so we just kind of carry that on with ourselves. But I love the fact that you're doing the work on yourself, and you showing examples, right? Real life examples to your daughter. And I think that's might be, you know, sometimes you might be making mistakes too, but it's okay. <laughs> Cause <laughs> you, nobody's mistake, you know, there's not a, you know, a line where you're like, okay, I'm perfect. And I know all the answers. I think it's a great place to be vulnerable and be open about it. As long as you're learning something from it. Yeah. We have open conversations all the time where we are you know, things that I've learned or different, you know, like I've been saying, it's important for me to heal those like different wounds and different traumas. Like I have different conversations with her and try to break that cycle from my family so that when she is an adult, she doesn't have to, you know, go back and heal all of that kind of stuff that she's been carrying with her. And she doesn't have to, she decides to have kids they're not going to need to heal from different things that she's kind of brought onto them because we've had conversations to break the cycle and to end that cycle of trauma with me. And that cycle of trauma that plays out into everything, into your business, into your money, into the your money spending and earning habits, into your relationships. So that's where it all just kind of starts with that healing, that shadow work, that mindset work, why all of that is so important into every aspect of your life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Money is such a funny thing. It just like there's just so many things evolved around it, right? Our whole lives. <laughs> but it's still fun. It's fun. So, and particularly when you talk about, you know, businesses or business owners. 
Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. So for the whole conversation today, we wanted to focus on understanding what a life of a busy mom business owner look like. So let's get into it. I'd love to share. I know you work with a lot of moms. So I'd love to hear some best practices that you've learned so far, routines, ideas, just anything that you think would be, you know, awesome for our audience. Well, I think it's important. I think there's so much noise out there about what success looks like or what successful routines look like, or, you know, that like miracle morning stuff. And it's awesome to learn about all of that kind of stuff and take it all in, but it's really important for you to figure out what your idea of success is and how you can build your day along, you know, that aligns with that idea of success. Because I think that a lot of people, we put so much pressure on ourselves or we think like we're not meant to be successful because we don't want to wake up at 5am and, you know, do the like whole five minute miracle morning or whatever they have you know, we don't align with that. That doesn't make sense for us. So I think it's important for you to know what aligns with your idea of success, build in your own way of doing things. Like that's why we are business owners is to build a life of freedom, but still we're like, you know, trying to do everything else the way that everyone else does it. And it's like, do it for the way that is comfortable to you. Like I know that I don't take on any clients and I don't do any morning calls or podcasts or press until after 10 a.m. because I need that morning time to just like no rush. I don't want, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to think about. I like to be, you know, very quiet and still in the morning and have my options and not have to wake up super early in order to get my day started. That's what works for me. It didn't work for me to try to be that person that wakes up at five and goes for a run and does all of that. And when I was trying to incorporate that into my lifestyle, it didn't 
match. And so I beat myself up a lot, you know, about not being this picture perfect idea of success until I realized I get to do it however I want to, you know, I have my non-negotiables. I have the things that I have to do that is for me. And I find a way to incorporate those day to day. I don't beat myself up if I'm not able to do it. And then I set my boundaries around what works for me. You know, like I can't, I really can't stand the different people that say like, this is the one way that you have success. Like you get to come up with your idea of success and then you get to see, does this align with my idea of success? If not, then why am I even working on it? Right? Like there's so much, there's so much messaging out there. That's like, we all have to be six and seven figure business owners. And we all have to do be these huge success stories. But for some mom-owned businesses, it's, you know, they want to make enough to pay some bills. They only want to work a few hours a week and that is success to them, you know? So allow yourself, give yourself permission to have that idea of success without comparing it to anybody else's and without like getting hard on yourself because you don't desire the other ideas of success that are out there. I love what you said around giving yourself a permission. And I think it's probably the hardest, right, for for just humans all together. And the one way that I think success is measured is like how much money you make. I think you mentioned like, okay, you can have a six-figure business, seven-figure business, and you can kind of just go from there. But I think at times it just feels like you're just chasing something that's not, that's not like what you really want, right? Because like... Why did you go into business to begin with? Yes, to make money. Like we, we kind of have to be honest with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you have to make money, and that's okay to say that. Like I think also a lot of times people are just like afraid to admit that, and you know, because you're going to be like this money hungry kind of person, even though you're trying to, or you're building a business, or you're trying to serve a good cause. But at the end of the day, you still have to focus on finances. So how do we, and maybe this is coming back to our, the first question we started with, right? (laughs) With the limiting beliefs, but yeah. How do we jump like over that, you know, cycle of, okay, in order to be successful, I've got to make this much money, right? And maybe first, first level is like, okay, I got to cover my bills, right? Then the next level would be, okay, I'll have the extra things I want. Or the next level would be, I can hire the next person. So how do we kind of jump out of that, you know, so almost like a red race, but, you know, in the business sense. I think what is important to know and something that you just brought up, that was something that I hear all the time is that, oh, well, I'm not in it for the money. I want to make a difference in people's lives or I want to, you know, I love doing this, but you can make a difference in the world and make a lot of money. And when we're able to tap into the feminine energy of money, which is the giving, the generosity, the you know, the nurturing, the loving, we can realize that when women have more control of the money, that's how we make a difference in the world, right? Like we can hire the teams and we can, you know, outsource to different things. We can hire a housekeeper for the house and not feel guilty about it because we're getting more money into the hands of that house cleaning company that really wanted that for themselves and that for their business. You know, we can make more charitable donations. We can buy food that is better for the environment and better for our families. So we start to look at things like that. We don't carry that guilt anymore about, oh, I'm not in it for the money. Like you should be, you can be in it for both. You're allowed to be both. They're not, you know, opposite things. And as far as, again, connecting with what your idea of success is, right? Like I know some of my clients that are trying to scale to seven figures this year. 
And then I have a couple of my clients and some members were like, they want to bring in, you know, $3,000 a month so that they can, you know, live comfortably, pay for the vacations and hire a housekeeper, you know? Their idea of success is not scaling to seven figures, but their idea of success is to, you know, make five grand. And to them, that is the level of abundance, level of abundance to be able to outsource some things, to take some load off and to go live a really happy life. And so that aligns with them, right? Like it aligns with them to only work a few hours a week and to make as much money as possible in that short amount of time so that they can still live that life of freedom and excitement and ease which is the reason why they went into the business in the first place, right? To take some of the load off of them and to be able to, you know, give some of the weight to somebody else. So I think it all just goes back to whatever idea of success that you have, you're allowed to go have that unapologetically and not feel guilty about it. You're allowed to make the amount of money that is abundant to you and to know that you're going to make a bigger difference in the world if you are feeling abundant. I also wanted to... I'm sure you probably see this a lot with your with your members, but with the pandemic, a lot of women had to make hard choices, right? With taking care of their families and kids, homeschooling kids, and really focusing on their career. So I've seen a lot with a lot of conversations with clients here about, okay, it, does it really make sense for me to go back to work? Or can I explore this next you know phase of my life, particularly, you know, if I have the flexibility to work from home and and really look at, you know, at life differently. So I think it's a good thing because that opens up a whole lot of doors. But how can someone when when they're anticipating right or planning to maybe explore this this route of business ownership, like what are some of the the first practical step you would recommend? I think to think of things that people are always kind of like asking you about or going to you for, there's probably some sort of business idea right in there. What is something that comes really easy to you that might be hard for others? What is something that people ask your advice on a lot? I think that those are all great things to kind of start to see what type of business there is for that, right? And I always say that the dream or the calling that is on your heart, like so if the calling or the whisper that is on your heart right now is, I don't want to go back to work. I want to start that this business or I want to start this dream or I want to go out on my own then that was meant for you to feel that way. Like you are meant to have that dream. That's why it was put on your heart. So you are meant to go take that next step. I think a lot of people always like try to talk themselves out of it because they're like, oh, who am I to go try to start a business or, you know, leave a salary or they start to feel guilty or bring all those limiting beliefs in. But again, if it was put on your heart, it's there for a reason. And it means that it was meant for you to bring to life. And then just connect with the people that are around you. Find a mentor, find a community. Don't do it alone. Find people that are going to cheer you on, give you the resources, hire the business coach, hire somebody that's going to help you bring that to life so you don't need to do it on your own. I like the community aspect a lot. Can you talk more about what Mob Nation is all about? What kind of resources are there? And also how can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. So we actually are just entering to a brand new season of the Mob Nation. So we have actually created our own social media platform that launches on October 1st. So it's the first and only social media platform that is created for mom-owned businesses. So that is something that is included in membership. You also get to list your businesses on the directory and we're the largest mom-owned business directory in the nation. So you will find 
all types of different businesses and specifically moms that want to support your business. They want to help you. They want your success for you as much as you want it for yourself. And I think that's what's really important is having that community of people that have your back, that are willing to hype you up, that are excited for you, that will tell you to raise your prices if you need to raise your prices, and that will like mention your name in a room of opportunities. Like There's so many different moms that just want to bring new business owners under their wing and really help them and support them and guide them along. Because we believe that if we all get money into the hands of more mom-owned businesses, we can change the world. So if we can support as many new mobs and existing mobs as possible, that's how we're going to create that mission and keep that mission going. I love your acronym for it, a mob. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it sounds really cool. It really does. When we are powerful, um, what's right? the mob. No, right? <laughs> now, that's very exciting. I'm curious to explore what the social media platform is about. What's the connection? What's the link for your Mob Nation? You will go to themobnation.com. You can also always connect directly with the directory at there'samobforthat.com. So that's something we believe. There's a mob for everything. And we are on Instagram at the Mob Nation. And you can find me on Instagram at Ariel and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have about the, the new platform and the new directory, which goes live on October 1st. I'm so excited about it. So excited. Yes. Cannot wait to check it out. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio. And if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your life.